Hello and welcome everyone. We are back for another edition of Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. The podcast that takes a weekly look at a different episode of a different 80s cartoon every week. My name is Randy and I am joined as always by my co-host Phil. Phil, how you doing this week, brother? I am not wearing any pants. I feel pretty good right now. I mean... I feel like it would just be any. I feel like it would be weirder if you didn't give that answer. Oh man! And today we got a bit of an interesting episode for you. We're gonna take a look at an episode of an '80s cartoon that originally started as an anime and was brought over to us as one of our beloved '80s cartoons. And today we're as Phil and I are. A, powerful team that forms up so too is voltron the defender of the universe and today we are taking a look at the sixth episode of voltron called the lion has new claws Uh, this is the episode where princess Alora officially joins the voltron team as the pilot of the blue lion boy did she she just uh oh boy well this episode's it's it's a good one it's a good one it's Mm -hmm. got some uh it's got some interesting scenes, let's to say the least. Yeah, it's got some things we going to talk about. Um, mm-hmm. But so first, we open up the episode with a look at the uh, enemy's base area. King Zarkon is not very happy. Um, he's, he's not kind pleased. Of, no, he's berating <laughs> the witch Hagar. Um, basically, he's over the last few episodes, he's basically wanted. The Voltron force taken out, Voltron taken out, and... Well, she kind of reminds him that they do have a small victory. One of the pilots, Sven, is incapacitated. And um, here's where we get one of those fun little bits of cartoon editing, and when they bring things over from Japan. Um, The pilot in the black outfit, Sven, he actually dies in the anime, yeah, he did. Yeah, he really is dead. Um, basically, <laughs> they kind of throw the, they kind of do the GI Joe the movie thing, and basically he's injured, and they just kind of never mention him ever again in the series. Yeah, you can't skewer a guy with a cobra spear and say he's injured. <laughs> oh, <that's... laughs> I'm sorry, that was one of the most iconic scenes. Like I, I experienced real death as a child. G.I. Joe. Right. And it's sort of one of those situations we get here. Of course, um, a lot of animes, especially in the 80s, were more violent than their U.S. cartoon counterparts. And this is one of those examples where we got. So the original Lion Pilot, he did end up being killed. and But in this, he just ended off. But they just kind of give a throwaway line of, you know, he's injured. He's off at a hospital somewhere. He's been And I honestly like, don't... Oh, this pleases me. Like, no, he did, baby. Yeah, and it's he been did. so long since I've actually seen, like, the full series of Ultron. I don't even remember... I mean, I'm, I don't even know if he's mentioned again in the series after this episode. Um, That's a good question. I, it's been a while, man. I don't know if he is or not, but... um. Spoiler alert for everybody else that hasn't seen Voltron. He's dead. Yep, he did. <laughs> or at least in the he's original the uh, Go Lion, he is definitely dead. Oh, yeah. 
Um, so we get a, a shot of the moat surrounding the castle on planet Aris. And there's just some random person just rowing in a boat. And they go <laughs> into the, the castle. dark boat, yeah. And the, the alarm gets tripped. We go to action. Well, okay. Most of our team goes to action. Hunk somehow decides he's like, nah, I'm just going to keep sleeping, bro. Hunk's like, oh, is the alarm broken? Wake me up in the morning to fix it. While it's like going off and like screaming throughout the entire base. Right. Oh, wake me up in the morning to fix it. You lazy shit. <laughs> That's what you get, Hunk, for not being voiced by a voice actor from G.I. Joe. <laughs> no, literally, yeah. of the five Voltron pilots... Hunk is the only one who's not voiced by a G.I. Joe voice actor. You know, I forgot about that. And two of them are voiced by the same guy. Oh, man. Uh, Keith and Pidge are both voiced by Neil Ross, the voice of Shipwreck and Dusty. Oh, snap. Which that My is man, two very, that is two very <laughs> different voices used. Yo, Shipwreck had the Peter Griffin laugh before it was cool. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> he really did though oh so our pilots are going down the hallways and they encounter this you know person in a hood who kind of laughs at them and pidge yeah just straight up just jump kicks this person and i gotta appreciate pidge for that shit by the way you are infiltrating a base they're asking who are you and you're just like <laughs> so pidge was like Fuck that. And kicked her with those pointy platform shoes. He did like some cross kicks. He's just like. Dish, 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 dish. And once our. I appreciate him for that shit. They gave they gave her a chance, dude. She deserved it. I'm sorry. Right? You don't laugh at them when you're infiltrating their base. Yeah. Pitch straight up kicks this lady in the face. And he once she falls down. Out of her. Dude. And once she falls down, we realize it's <laughs> it's an it's an older lady. Yeah, it's a, it's a nanny. Yeah, she introduces herself as the royal governess, which is basically a, a nanny babysitter. For the princess. Yeah, I mean, so I have questions about all of this. Why did she come in the middle of the night? Why didn't she tell anybody she was coming? Apparently, Quran no, knew she was coming. Yeah. Well, actually, no. Or did he? He's like, who are you? And he looked and he's like, oh, it's you. So yeah. I don't think he even knew. Like, I guess, th you know, they knew each other because obviously she was employed by the castle before everything happened that caused Delora yeah. to have to become the ruler of this world. He has but an yeah. interesting name, by the way. <laughs> yes. Ah, uh, Karan. And <laughs> so, he's yeah, got a great like, oh, voice, okay. too. Oh, he does, yeah. And that is Peter Cullen, the voice of Optimus Prime. That is fantastic. Oh, and speaking of 80s voice actors, so there are three main female roles on Voltron. There's Nanny, there's Alora, and the witch Hagar. All three are voiced by the same actress. I was going to say, that Hagar voice was very familiar. Yes. That, that whole thing. I'm like, hmm. It is the same voice. They are all voiced by actress BJ Ward, who is the voice of Scarlet on G.I. Joe. 
Nice. Yes, all oh, three of those. Scarlet. And, bro, once they get, like, they kind of, Nanny gets back up, she about to wreck shit, bro. Like, she's straight up rolling up her <laughs> sleeves. Like, she's gonna knock Dude, them the fuck out. Did you see how big her forearms were? Dude. The big-ass Popeye shits that she's got going on? No wonder she took them kicks like a pro. She's gonna wreck shit up, dude. Especially Pidge. Oh, she was ready to smack the shit out of Pidge. She's like, I want to teach you some manners and put you over my knee. And if I remember (laughs) correctly throughout the rest of the series, Pidge is basically her number one enemy. Yeah, she does not like Pidge after that. <laughs> no. Like, Pidge straight up, if you saw the hits, like, those were a few cross kicks. Like, that was just one big foot. But then when it finally hit her, it was like, choo, 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 choo. <laughs> so he hit her with some, like, he hit her with some, like, killer instinct combo shit. Dude, man. That's the beautiful thing about, like, 80s anime and all those fun shows that we, that got brought over to us. They did not shy away from the violence. I mean, they did not. It all had to oh, be cut man. out in America, but good old. Oh, they snuck laws. some in there. They snuck some in there on this episode. We'll get to that, but oh yeah. Ooh boy, they so, snuck some. They snuck some death up in there. Yeah. Now, and after this, we hear another alarm, and so our team has to go to the command center. But Pidge tries to get Hunk, who's like, "Is it morning yet?" No. Oh. All right, fine. Nope, bye. (laughs) Hunk, man. Dude, Hunk is a lazy SOB. Yeah, he is. And correct me if I'm wrong, this dude stretched twice. And I think he almost did this on purpose for his, like, pants to just drop. That that happens later in the episode. (laughs) Yeah, we haven't even got to the point where Hunk is awake yet. Yeah. He, oh my god. So and I they, didn't even realize how how long he was asleep. Right. So they get to the command center and they realize the alarm is up because somebody is out piloting the blue lion. It's Ooh. just not in its place. But on Joyride. Dude, the um the computer screen here, those beautiful like Pong-like Atari graphics just showing the... Oh, yeah. That was beautiful. Yeah, that was really nice, actually. (laughs) And, yeah, so we hear a shriek, and at this point, uh, the episode goes to commercial, and so are we. Uh, So we'll be back in just a moment, folks, after these short commercial messages. the world of Voltron, with thrilling adventures let you soar beyond the limits of your imagination. Where the valiant Voltron force merges together in their robotic lions to challenge the might of King Zarkon's demonic minions and menacing machines. this never-ending battle between the army of evil and the champions of justice with the fate of planet Aris and the entire universe at stake. 
Voltron action figures, lions and vehicles, each sold separately from Panache Place. All right, and we are back. And as we come back to commercial, we learn that it is Princess Alora who is in the Blue Lion. So she decided she needed to help her people and her planet. So she's going to teach herself how to pilot the Blue Lion so that Voltron could be formed when needed. Yeah, she basically carjacked the Blue Lion. <laughs> um, so they're basically coming up with a plan. And Okay, why does Nanny have a spear? I can't question Nanny after looking at those forearms. I don't I don't know. I'm scared of her. Like literally Keith turned around and he had to like go to Pidge and like Pidge Don't overreact. Just turn around. Just look. Because <laughs> I'm pretty sure Pidge would have flipped out at that point. <laughs> yeah, Pidge Oh shit. So basically at this point we get our beautiful stock Japanese footage that plays through Every episode of the series, our our pilots go through the tubes and into the lions, and they head on out. Which, I mean, yeah. I love that sequence, though, of just them, like, getting in those little cockpit car things and just, be, you know, heading off towards the oh, lions dude, those and the are berries. Great. Yeah, it's like they fly, like, a few, like, a few yards and just get sucked up into the lion. Right. I mean, but it's, sure, it's great, though. Like, I'm sure there's, like, a significant distance covered if they have to get into like these car things to get to get there right and it's just insane uh so at this point you know the lions are out there and keith manages to get on the radio talk to alora and kind of starts to talk her through it so she can at least land the lion safely but of course nanny's trying to mess things up here she's just trying to give her advice and you know, tell the princess off. Keith straight up has yeah. to tell her to shut up. <laughs> Dude, Nanny is pushy. Yeah. And Keith is having none of her crap. He's like, look, shut up, bitch. I got this. Hold on. And and he does. They they actually do manage to walk Alora through these steps of, you know, which buttons to push and, you know, the levers and they they somehow manage to for the most part land safely. And at this point, she kind of passes out because she's, you know, pretty much shocked. Like, this yeah. line was, like, spinning <laughs> through the air. You know, gravity, G-forces. She had no clue what she was doing. Yeah, she wasn't exactly trying to learn a parallel park this shit. Right. So <laughs> she she got to run for her money. So another one of my um, questions here, my friend. Once again, we fall in the path of why is she doing this at night? Wait, she really couldn't have asked Koran for some flying lessons? Or one of the other pilots? Yeah. And that's the thing. They're Why are they so sneaky? Like, just ask. Like, hey, I want to defend my people. Teach me how to fly the Blue Lion. Right. But, I mean, it, we'll definitely get into this because um, there are some disobedience going on in this kingdom um so after they get back to the castles you know oh, the irony she eventually wakes up and and she's dead set on going right back out there and getting back at her impromptu flying lessons but um 
nobody is <laughs> listening to her. Like they are nope. like she's giving she's basically saying this is a royal decree. I'm doing this. And and they're just yeah. like, nah. So, yeah, here's where we get to. um, Oh, the kind of the cringeworthy episode scene of this episode. Mm. Like Nanny straight up rolls her her arm like her sleeves up. She goes, yes. back when you were a child, I I had to do this to teach you discipline. She she, rolled, she she brought them Popeye forearms out. Oh my god! She straight up bent Alora over and started smacking the shit out of her. Yeah, she was like spanking her, like smacking her all up in her ass. And what do the guys do? Everyone starts laughing while she's getting her ass banked the hell by this brolic arm nanny. And she's basically and she's like, I'm not a child. What are you doing? I am like, the ruler of this planet. I'm not a baby. Yeah, she's royalty and she's getting spanked by a nanny in front of all these dudes. And they're just like laughing their asses off. Yeah, no. And it was just, it was very cringeworthy. You're like, there's a little bit of kink in this. I'm sorry. <laughs> there's this something scene was going just, on there. This scene was about 98% cringe. Mm-hmm. And so that's the first cringeworthy scene of this episode. Oh, yeah, there'll be more. <laughs> um, so it's a little while later. Um, the princess is, you know, in the room with Koran and Nanny. And so now they're trying the thing that maybe somebody should have tried much earlier in this episode. They're talking. They're actually having a dialogue. It's still not going very well for the princess, but, you know, they're basically against her. Uh, but basically Nanny recommends, you know, hey, I came from the village. Why don't I go back to the village? There's a lot of, you know, strong men there. One of them could easily pilot the lion. I mean, uh, well, not yeah. the worst idea, but... So, Nanny starts on her journey, and Pidge and Lance, they're outside, they're kind of eavesdropping, and they basically kind of half-jokingly, half-serious offer to go with her because she's so old. She's too old to make this journey. Now, Nanny's a trooper, dude. Dude. Dude, <laughs> Nanny was about to just sh murder Pidge again. She is. But she still I'm sorry. takes the time out just to notice that his sleeve is unbuttoned and gives him a lecture yeah. about being neat and proper. So she goes off on her journey, and speaking of someone who is not neat and proper... Oh, hey, Hunk is finally awake. Oh, hey, buddy, you lazy shit. Yeah, he should feel like a million bucks. He slept for like the past 12 hours or something. <laughs> oh, man. And, and then Pidge tries to just straight give him the lecture about being neat and proper. It, and yeah, like I'm pretty sure something got cut mm. out of the episode in bringing it over from Japan to here. But you no, know, like he literally like yawns and stretches, and it looks like that clip is looped. It, yeah, they like looped it twice, and then his pants and fall then, down. And then my man's pants fall down. Hunk's junk is out. Seriously, why? Why did his pants fall off? Yeah, I'm pretty sure they had like an ass shot or something. They cut out. It, there, there had to be. 
Like, <laughs> like poor he, Pidge had to see that shit. Can't apparently can't. Yeah, so he had to be like naked or something under there, because like I'm pretty sure in '80s cartoons you could show dudes in their boxers. Because I mean, it happened like every other week in GI Joe. Somebody got captured and you know their clothes taken because Zartan needed a disguise. Yep, and he would always show them in their like little heart or white boxers or something like that. Right. So yeah, that, but, that's just gonna no. go. With... Yeah, no, there had to be something in there. Uh, Hunk goes Hunk, commando. I'm pretty. I'm pretty determined. He goes commando. Hunk had to have his junk out because, unfortunately, I've never actually seen the original Go Lion, so I've not seen the Japanese version, so I don't know what's cut or what's not cut. Here's hoping that Hunk's cut. I was gonna say that could be the thing. <laughs> we we might have been. We, they might have had to censor so that we could so that it would re- remain a mystery whether Hunk is cut or uncut. Ooh. Hunk's sporting a turtleneck. <laughs> I hate you. Hunk, <laughs> uh, why is there a blanket lid on your dick? But yeah, so we go back to the uh, evil castle and, well, time to do evil things. Time to send out the Robeast. Because they Ooh. know that, you know, there's four lions, so they can't form Voltron. Time to attack. Uh, so we see, yeah, so we see Nanny heading towards the village, and all of a sudden, it starts getting dark and thundery. Kind of ominous. Oh no! Rocks start falling! The ground oh, yeah. is shaking, it's quaking, and... Well, we see the Robeast. Hello, everyone. Time to die. Dude, man, the Robeasts are just like insanely ugly they are and they're big like my man was stepping on built like occupied buildings he was straight up killing people dude right this was straight up mass hysteria cats and dogs living together everything from ghostbusters oh yeah people were like panicking and going ape shit he picked up and ate people Yes, I was going to say, did you notice that? It looked yes. like that thing picked up a villager and ate it. I think there were like two villagers in his hand. He just straight up went, hop. And, right, like, and it got, and the scene kind of cut very oddly. Like, I think that was another edit coming over from Japan. Yeah, but they like snuck that in there and then cut that edit to like, um, what's his face? Like, like kind of wincing at like, like watching mm-hmm. him eat people. Yeah. Okay. And I was like, they just died. Yes. I was going to say, <laughs> I I was like, did you catch that? Because it definitely looked like that to me. Yeah. Like, it's like they tried to cut it, but they left it in just enough to show that, yeah, these people were just eaten. Oh, yeah. Uh, so at this point, our heroes are notified. They're seeing what's going on. And, well, uh, they got to send out the lions because... They got to do something. Yeah, at this point, like people are dying. They have to do something. So yes, our heroes, um, they play their stock animation again. But now we see this time the four pilots because, you know, Hunk finally decided to show up and do his job. Freaking Hunk, dude. <laughs> and of course, um, Alora hears that they're trying to go out again and she 
straight up, you know, she tries to go make a royal order. She's like, nope, I'm doing it. Karan straight up ties her up. Yo. In a chair. He grabbed her like she weighed like five pounds. And just like tossed her up and tied her. Yeah, tied her to the chair. It's like, I'm sorry about this princess. Like, she's royalty. Like, this is a straight up mutiny. I don't know. Oh my God. I don't know how many times she has said royal decree during this episode, and nobody listens at all. Nope. When she is literally the ruling person of this planet. They don't give a hot damn. No. So at this point, we do see the princess tied up, and um, we fade to commercial. Uh, so once again, we will be back ourselves in just a moment after our words from these sponsors. See in a sec. There are evil forces in the universe. He'll come around in good time. But fortunately, we have superheroes like Voltron to protect us. We better form Voltron. You got it. Voltron, Monday through Friday mornings at 7 on TV50. All right, and we are back, and as we come back from the commercial, we see uh, the general, one of uh, King's Archon's generals. Which I don't know if we actually got a name on this guy in this episode, which, as I don't remember this guy though, like I don't think it's Prince Lotor, because yeah, I'm just having trouble um... identifying this guy because I know it's not Lotor because Lotor's got like that white slicked back hair and the the fancy suits and everything. Yeah. Um, yeah, man, it's been so long that escapes me. Yeah. Yeah. So the Robies definitely has the upper hand at this point. The lions, they're trying to, you know, do strategy and you know, do different attacks. <laughs> Go for the legs and the stomach <laughs> or the chest. That's what it was. Yeah. Uh, they use the piggyback attack or hunk, Takes hit the yellow lion, jumps off the back of the black lion, and dude gets straight up swatted into a mountain. Yeah, you know what they need to do? They need to like AMV like dub this with that song by Prodigy, "Smack My Bitch Up" for this entire scene because they got wrecked. <laughs> they did. Oh, dude! Like, and during this battle, the Robies actually tries to straight up stop Nanny. Oh, yeah, he did. I forgot about that. He stomped, but he completely missed. Like, she she hid behind a rock, <laughs> and then you have that same nanny scream from when she got cross-kicked. Right. <laughs> did you so, notice that? at this point, things are looking pretty hopeless. The lions are getting swatted up pretty quickly. And, of course, we can't form Voltron. And, though these monsters are ginormous. Because uh, I was looking yeah. it up um, for scale purposes, everything I'm seeing puts the you know formed Voltron at about 200 foot tall. Oh, the Robies was he was bigger than Voltron. Yeah, and from kind like, of what I'm huge. reading online, a lot of the Robies are usually about in the two about two to two fifty mark on height. So these are some big old colossal titans fighting. 
Oh, by the way, remember when he um, they went for the legs and the chest? So he kicked the other two. He kicked the other two lions, and then he catches the one lion in his hands. Yes, he's. And I swear to you, I think there's a. I, I think there's a cut to where he either tries to crush him or rip him apart because he was holding him for a really long time. Yeah, no, that really wouldn't surprise me if there is a more violent cut in there because it did I really look think like. There. <laughs> That did look like some of the footage looped a little bit in that scene. Yeah, it did. Like I swear to you, like in a Japanese cut, that would be him either trying to rip that bot apart or trying to crush him in his bare hands. One of the two, because that's exactly Mm -hmm. we know classic anime. When you get caught like that and they're holding you for that long, they're either going to crush you or rip you in half. Yes. No, that does not surprise me at all. And that's probably the most likely you know thing going on there. You know, I didn't even catch that until you mentioned it. I was waiting for it. I was like, oh, man, he's going to die. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so we go back to the castle where the princess is still in the chair. But, oh, who comes to rescue her but our favorite space mice? Oh, yeah. Oh, man, I forgot these little mouse things, man. And they look so stupid. They do. They're like wearing these like weird, they have these like weird sun visor eyeballs. Right? And It's just it's strange. They literally look like they're the dumbest creatures in the galaxy. But they do like the randomest stuff in Voltron. Like here, they straight up just chew the ropes apart so that the princess could get away. Yeah, and they're just kind of, she's like, oh, you're heroes for this. And they're like, hey, 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 yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> and of course, we go through some weird stock footage because at the beginning of the scene, Alora is in a very regal princess-like dress. And then, like, as soon as she's out the door, she's in, like, this jumpsuit that she wears a lot during the series. And then it's like, oh, all right, oh. time to go down the uh, the hole to get the lion. All right, now she's in her battle gear. Yeah, that happened kind of uh, kind of quickly. I mean, that takes some talent, you know, if you're changing clothes like that while you're mid-run, and to do several outfits. Listen, um, eh, Alora's kind of a I badass. Like okay. Yeah, I was gonna say she's pretty prepared, so that's or, saying something for. Her. Or is she just wearing that jumpsuit under the dress? Where's she hiding the helmet is my question. <laughs> right? Oh, yeah, then there's that the other jumpsuit. Oh, it's a helmet. Yeah, there's, like, the white and pink <laughs> jumpsuit when she's piloting the lion. And then there's, like, a pink jumpsuit that she wears around the castle. But I was like, was that pink jumpsuit under the dress? Or does she have, like, this weird yeah. technological fashion that we don't know about? I was say, she's... She's she's either got layers or some kind of nanomachine tech, something going on. I don't know. Good old. But she's prepared. (laughs) But yes, she's she makes it to the lion. They get out there and well, it's time, buddy. Oh, snap. It's the princess. Let's get it. Oh, yeah. (laughs) It just all happened. Like, when did she learn to form Voltron? Like what? What? Oh, well, like... she could barely pilot this damn thing. Right. So yes, and then here we go. Put in the keys. Oh, and how? How does this? Activate interlocks. 
Dinotherms connected. Infracells up. Mega thrusters are go. Let's go, Voltron Force. <laughs> That's everyone's favorite part. And then the random sound effects. Oh my god. And the forming Voltron. Like just the animation that goes into the lions becoming the individual parts and then the parts coming together. And Form of course feet. and legs. <laughs> Form arms and body, and I'll form the head. I'll form the head. And just meanwhile, it's just this beautiful animation all around. Like, and even when Voltron comes together, there's that like that flashing. And yes, like oh, it's wonderful. Right when they come together, before that, like there's like a shot of each of the lion heads. It starts with the two fists, then goes to the two feet, but like. Each of the lion heads gives a roar. And that's like one of the best parts that I remember as a kid. When like all four limbs just were like, raw, raw, raw. I'm like, yes! Dude, the Voltron transformation might be one of the most hype in <laughs> it really animated. Is. Like, and then, and then when you see him standing there and here come all the like the laser gun noises, like the... <laughs> you just see him standing, right? like full attention. Although it's it just, kind of it's great. <laughs> it kind of begs the whole question of transformation sequences. Like, really, the Robeast isn't trying to do anything while Voltron is forming. It's like the Sailor Moon transformations. It literally takes them like, you know, twelve minutes to turn into the Sailor Scouts. Like, it is the. The monster just like you know sitting there reading a magazine while they transform. Like are they mesmerized? Like oh man, that's so cool. <laughs> I should probably do something. <laughs> I mean, it is pretty cool. I mean, Voltron transformation, pretty hype, dude. So I, I could see oh, getting distracted, yeah. man. Like I could just imagine the Robeast, like as soon as the chest piece comes down, he just like punches it right in the chest and it goes flying and they all just shatter. Right. It's like But it never happens. Yeah. You could have done that any time during their their transformation. But yeah, and then even after that, like we get like from each of the lion's mouth, like these energy blasts come out. Uh, but from oh, here, they straight burn. They straight burn him alive. Oh yeah, dude, it's pretty quick. Like as soon as they do that, they form the blazing sword, slice this dude in half, and it's over. You remember, like back in the day, when like remember the Power Rangers when they would form like the Megazord and they'd slice an enemy and they just randomly explode. Yep. Not Voltron. They cut this bitch in half. Oh, yeah. and he shivered until he died, and lo- like he he literally clocked out. Yeah, pretty much. Like that that was a dead body laying right there. <laughs> and this was a super short battle. Like I know there were some oh, longer yeah. battles in the series, but granted, this one really wasn't about that particular battle. It was more about the story with the princess. the The Robeast was kind of a, an afterthought, kind of a secondary thing. <laughs> oh my god, the princess. Yeah, oh boy! The battle is now. Well, she over. took some spanking, so I got to give it to her. Oh jeez! And even afterwards, like you know, they're out of the lions. Nanny's like, "Please, please promise me you'll never do this again." 
Alora And then just, Princess was like, fuck all that. Dude, dude, she literally just tells Nanny to fuck off. She's like, nope, yeah, I ain't like, keeping that yeah, promise, sorry. No. You spanked me, you can go fuck yourself. And yeah, so from this it point... It was fun, though. <laughs> fun for who? I know. For the rest of the guys laughing. Right? No, they were straight up dicks in this episode. Yeah, they were. Like, they were, like, cackling laughing at her. I mean, Pitch is kind of, like, low-key dick. But... And somehow they just, (laughs) there's just always this antagonistic bit between Pidge and Nanny. They they definitely got off on the wrong foot with each other. Man, I bet Nanny Loki wants Pidge. She'll put those forearms on. May may I remind you that Pidge is a child. A teenager. I don't think Nanny cares. Nanny spanked the princess. I don't think she cares. I mean, then there's all sorts of questions here. Um, are, are there even laws like that in these kind of worlds? I don't know. Like, people are getting spanked, tied up in this episode. Like, I just, I forgot what I was watching for a second. Yeah, anime is a weird thing, isn't it? <laughs> yes. And this is a show that I didn't oh know was anime. Like, I hadn't actually heard the word anime in my life when I was watching this Yo, show as a kid. Same. Yeah, as a kid, I didn't even know what anime was until I got, like, a little older. Yeah, and, like, this and Robotech are two of the biggest animes oh that my came God. over yeah. from, from Japan and were basically converted into our 80s cartoons. So those were kind of low-key the introduction to anime that we just didn't know was anime yeah and like correct me if i'm wrong but didn't like didn't thundercats kind of take an anime style and like Uh, an anime artist did the intro that i don't specifically know but like i could like i think thundercats i'm gonna have to look that up because like if you look it was like it was like a mix between yeah, I mean, I could definitely see anime influence in the show. Mm-hmm. And then, because um, there are definitely a number of routes you can take. Um, like Transformers was a Japanese toy line that Hasbro kind of bought out, bought licensing rights to and made their own thing of. Whereas stuff oh, like, dude. whereas stuff like Voltron, uh, Robotech, those were imported and voiced over with the American voice actors to create a thing as well. Yeah, there was just a lot of cuts made like from the original, like you said, in the beginning, the original violence because like Japan took no back doors to violence. They were just like, here you go. Oh yeah, no, like <laughs> it was, Japanese it was car- gold. Like cart like Japanese cartoons that showed like during daytime, full on Blood, swearing, nudity. There was no taboo oh, yeah. in in Japanese TV. They went the whole nine, dude. But I mean, they really the only thing that was an issue in Japan was genitals. They can't show the genitals. Yeah, those have to be pixelated. Which um, those rules. That's how we got the tentacle thing. Yeah, that played right into porn. 
Yeah. Into like real people born in Japan. Yeah. You could show everything you wanted except for the genitals. Those were blurred out, but you knew what was going on. Yeah, even in like um actual like Japanese like human porn, they can't show the genitals. Yeah. So that's how the tentacle thing occurred. Because, you know, a tentacle is <laughs> it's not a genital. It doesn't have to be blurred. Uh, release the kraken. Pretty much. <laughs> but, you know, what you oh, it's so <laughs> insane. Like, I know for me, I think Ooh. the first thing, I didn't know, like, what anime was until someone, I want to say for me, it was either Ronin Warriors or Sailor Moon. Oh my god. Running Warriors, that's another one, dude. That was a that was a gold mine for me. I love that show. Oh yeah. And not for nothing, like I'm a guy. I watch some Sailor Moon. I don't care. Oh, I'll still I watch some. some. Not a lot of it, but I watch some. I think I'm sorry, the Sailor Scouts are hot. Oh. I mean, you're preaching to the choir here, buddy. Just uh um, And fuck Tuxedo Mask. Just, you know, Listen, Sailor Mercury is <laughs> is my favorite anime woman. Just letting that yeah. be known. I'm all about she Sailor fine. Mercury. She fine. But you know, but yeah, that's sort of kind of all these shows we really owe to shows like Robo or eh, well Robotech too, but Voltron especially. Voltron was one of the big heavy hitters. Just so absolutely popular. Yeah, Voltron popular. was a hit, dude. It's still a hit. They they're remaking it and everything. Yeah. They remade it, and it was glorious. It was great. And, yeah, Voltron was kind of the one of the biggest successes of bringing anime over to America. And yeah, then, I was just about to say that. That was pretty much the prototype, and it went from there, and yeah. they kept doing it, and it was successful. Oh, yeah, I mean, it still could be worse, man. It could be, I mean, as far as I know... I don't think anything's been cut up more than uh, Dragon Ball Z. Oh my god, dude. The edits in that. You know, when I th- it first came to the US? I think the record didn't at one point um, like four or five episodes get cut down to like one episode in the US? Yeah. I, I, forget, wh- I, I forget where in the series it is. I think it's kind of like in the back part especially in kind of like where they're fighting Frieza is where it gets particularly violent. I think at one yeah, point when... they actually cut down about four or five episodes into one DBZ episode. Yeah, they did. Because remember when they got to planet Namek, Vegeta went on a straight up murdering spree. He killed children, adults. He killed everybody. Oh, yeah. And then same with Frieza. He just... He, he fucked people up, dude. Absolutely. And they cut out so much of the violence. They cut out the violence the, with um, the fight between Vegeta and Raccoon. And Vegeta, uh, no, Raccoon and Gohan, too. Yeah, no, there's a lot of edits to that show. Oh, yeah. DBZ also had a lot of sexual content, too. It Oh, dude, in Dragon Ball... Yeah, the original Dragon Ball. The sexual content alone in that? Good God, man. Like, I actually, I had to go back. Like, I remember when I was uh, younger, I would watch it. But now as an adult, I'm like, you know what? I'm going to go back and watch this again. 
but it was the uncut version. I'm like, holy crap. Right? Like, Bulma straight up unknowingly flashed Master Roshi with no underwear on, thinking <laughs> she had underwear on, and he full up almost had an aneurysm. <laughs> like, he was just... Oh, Master Oh, Master. He just Roshi. gave up his Dragon Ball. He's like, you know what? Fuck it here. Oh, I'm gonna I... die. Oh, I love... <laughs> oh, the lovable old perverts. Oh, yeah, baby! <laughs> Although, um... I think my favorite of the crazy old perverts, oh, probably going to be Hapasai from uh, Ranma Half. How did you even say that? That was like my first official like favorite anime once I knew what anime really was. Freaking Hapasai. Happy. That is my boy. <laughs> oh, what a haul. That guy. I love him. Oh, oh you watch some Vakane's panties, too. <laughs> Love that uh, dude. So, so the thing about him, he is such a little flimsy old pervert. But you piss him off, you will see how strong this dude really is. Oh, dude, right? Good God, he was strong. Oh man, so many great things come from anime. Uh, yeah, is. And like I said, man, we owe a lot of that to Voltron. Um, I don't. I'm pretty sure it wasn't the first one to come to the states like that. But it was definitely one of the most successful. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Voltron pretty much paved the way to, like, wow, we can really do this. Like, look how successful this is. Let's start pushing this one. Let's start pushing that one. And, you know, like you said, you come out with uh, Robotech, Ronin Warriors. You come out with, like, all these other ones. Mm -hmm. And look how successful they were. There There was a reason for that. Oh, yeah. And that's why we do this show, man. We are just taking a look back at all those great shows we love. And and once again, it really goes to that kind of that lens of looking at these shows in a, as an adult. Now that we know that, you know, Voltron wasn't just a regular cartoon. It was anime that was imported to the U.S. and went through the, you know, the dubbing process. And it's just another means we got to enjoy great media. Yeah, exactly, dude. And, like, again, Voltron was one of the greatest shows of all time. Like, you, you have all your great shows. Like, G.I. Joe was, was one of the greatest shows of its own of all time. Transformers, to this day, look at the success it has. It's it's ridiculous. Oh, absolutely. And I it's like, a, it's, yeah. Of, like, the, of those original 80s properties, like, you know, U.S. cartoons... I think Transformers might be the most successful of them just with its extended longevity. Like I'm pretty sure Ninja Turtles is like right behind it, but those two have been almost uninterrupted in some form or or another. Very true. man. They've had more years on the air in whether, you know, in their various incarnations than they've been off the air. This is very true, and it just keeps going on and on and on. And honestly, I love it. I absolutely love it. Like, it's one of those things you could say you've grown up with from childhood up until now, and you're still watching it. Oh, absolutely. Like, it just keeps evolving, and it's ridiculous, man. Um, and I know Voltron's had a big surge recently. I know um, yeah, there's dude, a series on this... Netflix, but I haven't oh, gotten a chance so to see yet. I have to watch season two. I watched season one. Mm-hmm. 
I get distracted very easily, but I have to watch. No, season one was fantastic, so I have to watch season two. But it, dude, it's good. Like, if you haven't seen it yet, I definitely recommend take the time, watch it. You will not be disappointed. Yeah, now I just have to take a lot of time to watch it because I think there's like seven seasons of it now. Gee, what? <laughs> yes, I think there's. Where seven- have I been? <laughs> Yeah, like, I, I think... remember watching season one. I'm like, yeah, man. I was like, oh, season two is out. I'm going to put this in my queue. And I put it in my queue. What, that was seven? Yeah, I think there's seven now. I hate being an adult. Responsibility stopped me from my joys. Right? Oh, man. <laughs> People, uh... help us make this our job so we can just do that all day and get paid. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I think that's a... Uh... A pretty good place to stop here, though, man. Uh, so that's going to be another episode of the Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast. As, of course, as always, Totally Radical Cartoon Podcast is a production of Geek World Order. Find us online at geekworldorder.com. Social media, of course, go to facebook.com slash geekworldorder. Twitter and Instagram at geekworldorder. And, of course, subscribe. Give us a rating. Give us a text review. You can subscribe on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, pretty much all of the major podcast platforms. You better do it. I'll kill you. (laughs) No, but seriously, please subscribe. Go look. Come listen to us. You're going to enjoy it. Trust me. And it's just going to keep getting better. Like I said before, like this is this this is great. Like we're. You know, you do what you love, and people that love what you love and love doing it, love hearing it, like, just, it's a good time. Just get your asses over here. I'll kill you. And um, as uh, seems to be a recurring theme on the show, before my co-host gets me into any more legal trouble, good night, folks. <laughs>